Welcome back to the Bible Reading Podcast. I am your host, Brianna Shelnut, and I am joined by the lovely, amazing, incomparable Nessa Goss as my co-host. <laughs> yep. We're back again. <laughs> I'm not going to burst into song for you guys. Not this That's just lovely Wednesday do, morning. Yep. <laughs> but Nessa will take care of that for yes, us. Yes, every, every time, pretty yes. much. Every time, every day. It's going to be great. Um, we are so excited to be back in the hot seat. We are joined again by Ryan Powell, who did an amazing job last week. Yes. Thank you for Thank sitting you. in with us and joining us and then coming back again. Look, see, we don't bite. He even sacrificed starving for you people, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> yes, he is doing the Lord's dramatic. work. He's doing the Lord's work bringing you guys this podcast. It's going to be, gonna be awesome. <laughs> We're so happy to have you, Ryan. How was your week? So far, so good. So uh, far, so good. You know, Sunday is probably the highlight of my week, though. I'm always happy to be here, see my church family, and yes. get into the Word, learn about the Lord. Very what about you guys? Sweet. Love it. Um, my week was uneventful. Hazel ate toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> Usually sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> but we're getting so. kind of springy weather, yes. and then maybe yep. it'll, who knows if it'll get cold again. So it's kind of like... Moody Georgia. Yeah. Yes. It's a mixture of, oh, mm, you know, <laughs> exactly. all the in between. It's, yes. it's been maddening. It's it's like, okay, do I switch out my winter clothes for my summer clothes now, or do I just wait and buy a bunch of cardigans? I don't know. Right. Tired of Georgia. Yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But we are so happy once again to yes. be here with you guys on this lovely Wednesday. I don't think I said it last week, but here at the Bible Reading Podcast, we want to inspire you to read your Bible every day, zero excuse. We know that we don't have a podcast every single day, but we still hope to inspire you to read your Bible yes. every day because it truly is the living and breathing Word of God. Yes. And it can change your life. It can impact you. And we're going to talk about it some more. Yes. And it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Amen. Yes. And before we get started, just to get Ryan up like get to know him a little bit more Ryan I just wanted to ask you because you mentioned that you got saved at 21 and then you know it was kind of on the cuffs of COVID so it's just because you're a very logical guy and we talked about the law last year and you mentioned that you really you know kind of believed in the American society law so normally I feel like people that are very logical have they just don't really want to try to read the Bible. And you mentioned that too, but what yeah. really made you just like be like, no, I'm going to open it. And you said you were going to debunk it. So I guess I kind of want to get into that a little bit. Like what kind of made you want to do that, I guess? <laughs> it, I feel like my desire to know the Lord started with getting to the bottom of myself mm. and realizing that just everything that I thought I was was an illusion, and mm -hmm. I was creating a, a, a identity that I wanted people to know me as that I wasn't meeting. Uh, so I would say I, I had a moment of just self-shattering realization that I was here in this world, and I had to figure out how to make something shake. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, but funny enough, that wasn't even where things began because I had a friend who was praying for me for at least eight months consecutively prior mm -hmm. to this. Did you, so, were you aware of him praying for no, you? No, not okay, at all. See, and so cool. uh, wow. knowing this in hindsight, I think the Holy Spirit was moving on me oh, and yeah. toiling on my heart in the entire time that he was praying for me. Yeah. Didn't know that at that time, though. All I knew was that I wasn't happy with where I was in life. Uh, I made great grades in school, but was a terrible failure at being an adult. <laughs> and I was desperate and felt like I was all alone in the world. And uh, in that moment, it became obvious to me that I couldn't do it on my own. And I don't know 
I, I did say before that I'm very logically minded, but in a moment of an absence of logic is where I was able to finally realize that I don't know everything. Oh, and what I, a harsh reality. For, for you to <laughs> say that God doesn't exist means that you know everything. Right. <laughs> but in reality, when people say that he doesn't exist, it's because they don't understand how something like him could exist. Wow. And I, it's almost like I had that realization in that moment. Mm. Of, That's cool. uh, I don't know everything. I'm not as smart as I think I am. I'm just a 21-year-old who happened to go through college. Uh, doesn't mean that I'm can you, particularly can you intelligent. Can say that last part again? <laughs> About college just because you go to mean, college, you, you know don't everything. know everything. <laughs> but uh, it, it was just a humbling experience of realizing I wasn't all that I thought I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of me, in, in the moment, it's like I knew that I needed to follow God, but my spirit still resisted and wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. I didn't mm-hmm. want to follow anybody else. I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. I didn't want to, at my time, my presuppositions of the Bible were like people who farmed goats wrote this 2,000 <laughs> years ago. So I'm thinking like, why would I abide by ancient literature that people right. with no understanding of science wrote in right. the sand yeah. a thousand years ago and, and were supposed to have memorized perfectly. Right. Mm. You know, it just all seemed so not likely to me. And I had to realize it's not a matter of probability. It's a matter of did it happen or not. Mm. And it's so easy for us to look on Google and see that Jesus Christ rose from the dead around the year 30, 33 AD. Right. You can Google it right now. Anybody who's having doubts, Google it right now. <laughs> did Jesus yeah. Christ rise from the dead? And it will tell you that no credible historian argues with the narrative of the Bible right. just because the entire world Agrees. Yeah, yeah we, we live in 2023 AD, yeah. the year of our Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's not a coincidence. Right. And yeah. uh, I was just ignoring all of these signs all around me, like, man, our, our society is brainwashed to be Christian. <laughs> and just very quickly, I you realize. That I live in the Bible Belt. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate that we have mercy and grace for each other. I hate that murder is wrong. <laughs> it's like you agree with all of God's laws, but the idea that something as good as God exists is far fetched to us because we're so evil and we're so wicked we couldn't possibly imagine a perfect being having our best interests yeah so we see god if if atheists say if god was real he's a tyrant right you know well you probably would think that about your dad too (laughs) if you you saw it out of context he doesn't let you eat cheetos past 9 (laughs) p.m what's wrong with him so many things so a long story to say i i just realized i was an idiot Mm. and it wasn't until I realized I was being an idiot and I was being prideful that I could see him. I wow. had to accept that yeah. I was wrong. Wow, yeah. And be willing to admit I was wrong. I'm yeah. embarrassed. Yeah. I cried for a few hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> wow. that's what we do when we're wrong. We get right. upset. We do. Yeah. I just want to ask you that because I've also grown up in church my whole life. And yeah. So, and I know other people who are very logical and they just kind of don't see the value in the Bible or that it is sovereign or whatever. So I was like, how did this young man who was in his prime of thinking independently and thinking probably like could do something else with his life than become a Christian? How did he like, what? Yeah. My friend prayed for me. So yeah, yeah. I was getting mad at him. He was like talking to me about Jesus. He had been an atheist like me up until maybe eight or nine months prior to that. He would talk to me about Jesus. I'd be like, Tyler, you are crazy. (laughs) 
But, Stop praying for me. Yeah, literally. Well, I didn't know he was praying for me at the time, but he would talk to me about Jesus, and I'd be like, I don't want to talk about this. Right. Wow. Play the game or go for a walk or something. I don't right. want to do anything but talk about this. Interesting. And he was just patient with me and continued to pray for me. So if anybody in their heart, they're like, man, I have somebody I love a lot yes. that yeah. they're just too logically minded. Well, luckily we follow a God of logic and right. everything we, makes sense yes. once yeah. it's explained. Yes. And uh, if they're asking you questions and you're saying stuff like, well, you just got to have faith. Maybe you as a Christian dive deeper in the word so that you can have those answers available to people when they yes. have questions. Yeah. Because the word is so full of all of the common questions that people have. Right. Especially how can God be real if bad things happen? Right. It's uh, so that's good. That's the most common question. Yeah. And so many people will say, have faith, and that's not the answer logical people are looking for. <laughs> right. right. You need more. So <laughs> dig it, deeper. Even yes. if you feel like you don't have the right answer, just continue praying for them. Mm-hmm. Pray that God would guide you in guiding them because I'm... Uh, I'm a testimony that the most stubborn, uh, <laughs> seemingly logically minded people who are acting dumb can come around. Yeah, awesome. that's so good. That's well, so good. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Love it. That's so good. That's such a good testimony. I love it. Whew. Prayer, man. Prayer oh, yeah. is powerful. Yes. Don't ever stop praying for those who are lost. Don't ever stop praying for every single person that's popping in your mind right now, just take a minute and pray for them, the people yes. who are lost, because God still cares about them and God's still thinking about them. Yes. So, and you never know. Person. Yeah, like, it's it's just so good. But, alrighty. You guys ready to jump into John? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's We're here for it. Good. Yes. All right. This, this is a short passage okay. um, out of John 8. We're in the NLT again, and we're just going to read 34 until 37. This is, has to be, like, one of the most quotable Christian passages, even me not going to church. I, I had heard this before already, but I wanted to just read it in a little context so that we don't lose the, the yes. meaning of what Jesus was saying. Um, right before this uh, is a scene where the Pharisees bring a woman in adultery to Jesus, and he tells them, uh, you know, which of you hasn't sinned, cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. And nobody's able to cast a stone, yeah. and Jesus forgives the adulterer. Uh, I, I love the placement of this story afterwards where the Pharisees are trying to convince Jesus that they're God's children and Jesus isn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he's like, you don't even know. Yeah, the right. funny thing about that right. is. <laughs> so uh, in verse 34, Jesus replies to them saying, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a permanent or is a part of the family forever. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham, and yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message. That's only like three (laughs) sentences, but Jesus just said so much in those three sentences. I know. Um, You know, the last episode we talked about what the point of the law is, and it's to show us our shortcomings. Mm -hmm. Well, it couples perfectly with what Jesus is saying here. Anyone who sins is a slave to sin. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how can you be a slave to sin and be a slave to God? Mm-hmm. Jesus tells us that we can't. Uh, no one can serve two masters. Right. So very directly here, he's tackling this topic. I like to imagine the allegory in my head. You know, I'm a slave to sin. Mm-hmm. I'm in the field toiling, working hard, but not even really realizing it because this is what I do every day. Mm-hmm. But I know that I'm... I know that there's a better life for me. I just don't know what it is. The son of the house 
pristine, dressed nice, comes to me a slave and says, hey, you're not a slave anymore. Mm-hmm. We're bringing you into the house because I see something in you and I know in the future you're going to be like us. That's awesome. That's amazing. Praise God. And that's why we quote this scripture all the time. You know, uh, you've been made free indeed. Mm-hmm. But what does that mean? Yeah. Mm. You know, I'm a slave in the field. The son just told me that I'm free. I don't know how to be the son of the house immediately. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so good. I've been yes. a slave my entire life. Right. I've been doing the same work for the same slave master every day, day right. in and day out, not even realizing that I don't know how to do anything else. Right. And now I'm being called to live in the house. Mm-hmm. Do you think the father, when he comes into the house and the son says, hey, I, I freed the slave by, by your permission, by your grace, uh, they're in the house now. Do you think when the slave is acting crazy and doesn't know how to follow any of the rules, how would the father feel mm-hmm. in disposition towards that? Mm-hmm. Me as a father, I would want this person joining into my family to learn our rules. And I would gracefully teach them the rules as they're learning to be among us. But if somebody didn't care for the rules of my house, mm. I probably wouldn't keep them in it. Mm-hmm. And we are so used to being slaves and we receive salvation and a lot of us count that as the finish line. Mm, A lot of us are like, I'm saved, now one day I'm going to die and I'm going (laughs) to see my Lord Jesus Christ. Right. But the Lord Jesus Christ tells us we have to die now. Mm -hmm. He tells us that his disciples have to take up their own cross. Yeah. He says that those who share in his resurrection have to share in his death. Mm-hmm. And we just ignore all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we continue living as a slave. Yep. We continue doing exactly what we were doing before, but we say, I'm a son of the house. Yeah. And then we wonder why people, when we go and witness to them or we talk to them, they can't tell that right. we're a son of the house. Right. You seem just like me. Mm-hmm. Because well, we're doing the same thing. Yeah, because there hasn't been a death. And I think that that's something that a lot of Christians neglect. And we've talked to it, we've talked about it a little bit because. Um, you know, both, as you guys know, both Nessa and I are married and we've talked about how every day is a dying to self every day. <laughs> yeah. is a, and it's not even in a negative way. It's just how it has to be. It's marriage a dying to you. self. <laughs> yes. Marriage will teach you. <laughs> Having children will teach you. Yes. And a, unfortunately, a lot of people avoid that in life nowadays. Like yeah. they, yes. they're, they're not, yeah, they, they're avoiding the accountability. They're avoiding these small deaths that God has put in life to teach you these lessons and to kind of get you the understanding just how um, Jesus would use parables to speak about the Bible and stuff like that in everyday life for us like there are examples of God's covenant with us there are examples of Jesus' love for us there are examples of how the death is supposed to happen every single day that teaches you to become more like Christ like all throughout life so Yes. Don't ever, you know, like fight the tiny little deaths. It's an important lesson. And just like you're saying, Ryan, how the slave would not know how to be a part of it. It's like, well, you got to get rid of the old identity. You, right. That's why the Bible says the old has gone, the new has come. You, yes. you have to continuously renew your mind, renew your spirit, renew your body, and continuously fill yourself with the word. I love, I love the sentence that Jesus says where he says, there is, you have no room for my word. Yeah. Mm. What's filling you up? Yeah. What is taking up room in your mind, in your body, in your spirit, in your life, in your friendships? What's taking up room where you cannot hear the word of God or that the word of God isn't fully in you? Is it your culture? Is it your identity? Is it what you prefer? Like, what is that thing that's taking up room in your heart where you, you don't even have room for the truth. You don't even have room for the word because there's so many other things just filling up your life constantly. Yes. Whew. I love it. It's just really amazing to see 
just this passage again because you know you, you read the Bible and you know you blow over things, and right. then when you really try to study it, that's why it's so important. Um, this little three verses are just, is just so powerful because God is literally showing us that when He does say that we're free, we're truly free. Kind of like what we talked about last episode, just a tiny bit, because mm-hmm. the, the devil is not. He's working, but when you become a child of God and you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, the battle is already won. Mm -hmm. And so Pastor Mark teaches where the the devil isn't attacking you. Mm -hmm. You are a child of God. Maybe whatever you're struggling with is you. And when are you going to put in the work to learn the rules, to learn how to act in the father's house mm-hmm. to step up to the plate. You know, when are you just going to stop blaming mm-hmm. everything else and do the work? Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of Christians are like, Oh, the anime is just attacking me right. today, right. <laughs> especially in the South. Cause we are in the Bible belt. So yes, everything yeah. is the <laughs> devil, the devil. <laughs> is just, he's getting me today. And you know, while it's, it's fine to sometimes think that or whatever, but really it's your mental <laughs> game of, this is my flesh. Yeah, the, I mean, the devil doesn't have to worry about you if you can't even beat the flesh. Exactly. Why is he worried about you? No. You, you mess yourself up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, realistically. He's, he's got better things to do. <laughs> Just, yes, exactly. I like, I like the term the flesh, too. I realize it's kind of an older term, you know. More <laughs> the like carnal flesh. The car- yeah. No, the carnal not, Christian. not carnal. <laughs> I, I like the word, though, in when I was first a believer, I was confused. You know, why are we talking about my skin so much? Yeah. yeah. But... <laughs> You know, the, it's but that's why it's important to to elaborate and <laughs> yeah. learn about it. Yeah, you know, the, all of our humanly desires were led by them every day. Almost all of us live fleshly, mm-hmm. yes. especially up until the point of salvation. We live a, a fleshly life, right. and that's exactly what Jesus is trying to say in this verse. I think is that you you have to learn to not live in the flesh anymore because you know, in, in this allegory, slave master, slave working in the field. You know, he brings you into the house and he turns around and you're out in the field again. Right. right. It's like, why, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I freed you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't have to do this anymore. Come inside. <laughs> and and, and we're, we're choosing to go work for the flesh. Yeah, yeah. And we don't owe the flesh anything. The flesh has done nothing but destroy us, ha- uh, hamper us, keep us from the truth that God has for us. And we just return back to it so freely because it's what we're used to. Okay, let me stop you there because I feel like this is where a lot of people get messed up. So we say, don't live in the flesh, right? We can all easily identify what the flesh is, and we often do identify what the flesh is. The opposite is, you're to, you are called to live in the spirit. Amen. What does that look like? Mm. Well, uh, for me, anything, the flesh is self, and living in the spirit is the opposite of that, which is uh, Jesus's flock, which is the world. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I shouldn't say fortunately, it's a great thing, uh, but when we pray... You'll notice that probably what you like to do in all of your time is spend time on yourself. You know, whether that be watching your favorite TV show, scrolling through social media, that's time spent on yourself. Mm-hmm. Even something as simple as prayer is you sacrificing your time, your your fleshliness, and dedicating that to God, the Spirit. And that's why God appreciates it, because He recognizes and can tell how much we love Him based on what we're willing to sacrifice for Him. Mm-hmm. If we're not willing to pray at all, then we're not worth His time, or He's not worth our time. That's mm-hmm. the message that we're demonstrating to Him. If we're not willing to, to tithe at all, then our money is more valuable than God's will. 
Mm-hmm. So you have to be willing to give yourself up in the same way that Jesus did. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that he didn't have his own life and his own relationships with people, but right. when it came time to follow the will of God, he sacrificed whatever he wanted in that moment for yes. God's will. I love the uh, analogy that you use, you know, when you have kids, you have to constantly deny yourself, constantly mm-hmm. make sacrifices. But think about how much joy you get compared to the sacrifice that you make. Oh, so right. You know, maybe I can't go out, you know, the dads, maybe we can't go get lunch whenever <laughs> we want to, or maybe we can't go see a movie, but you're literally watching life develop right before you yep. and realizing, like, God has given me the ability to create a miracle yeah. I'm responsible for this person, and this person could turn into an amazing person or a not-so-amazing person, depending on how I guide them. But every day is a sacrifice, and every yes. day right. is something you give up. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, I don't really want to be a Christian because I have to give up so much. I have to give up my life. I have to die to myself. I have to do all these things. But what are you gaining? It's You're worth gaining eternal life. I was supposed to say, who else can give you Eternal life. It, nobody. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. No, nothing Could you give me a nobody. little bit of eternal life, Nessa? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. And it's just, oh my goodness. Y'all, I could, I could sit here all day because literally the word of God is so alive. Like everything. Like we can, we can, we can recreate, we can procreate, we can do all the things. We can try and, we can birth, we can give life, but we can't. We can't sustain it. Like, yeah. only God. We can't save it. We can't save it. Right. We can't mm-hmm. save it. We can't sustain it. Like, only God can do these things. Yes. And giving up our lives, just as Jesus laid down his life, and just how he says that there's no greater love than this, laying down your life. Like, what does that look like for you on a daily basis? And just talking about, just just to give, because for me, I need practical, like, okay, I need practical right. things that I can apply. So every day I kind of have to check with myself, okay, am I living in my flesh or am I living in my spirit? And the Bible says in Galatians 5, verse 22, of course, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. These are the gifts of the Spirit. These are the fruit of the Spirit. You'll know them by their fruit, right? So I know, okay, am I living by the Spirit? Am I am I living lovingly? Am I do I have joy? Do I have peace? Do I give peace? Right. Am I living in kindness? Am I living in goodness? Am I faithful? Do I have self-control in my life? That's the big one. Do I have self-control? Can I put myself down for two seconds <laughs> and pick God up? Like which right. one is it? Like yeah. can I do these things? And so for me, I feel like if you're a new Christian, baby Christian, or if you're a seasoned Christian and you've just let something slide, like <laughs> this is these are good places to start. Like, okay, how can I live in the spirit? How can I make sure I'm living by the Holy Spirit? Right. Because there are spirits you can live by that are yeah. of God. Well, <laughs> right. For, the, for <laughs> the sake of practicality, um, I had to make it very practical for myself. I got a poor memory. Got a lot of stuff going on in my head all the time. World going crazy. So mm-hmm. I, me and Nessa were just talking. We set alarms on our phone. Yes. Uh, because I am intentional about the time that I want to spend with God in the same way that I don't want to be late for my job. I don't want to be late for my prayer. Mm-hmm. If I have to, I can. I can pray any time, but I, I want to be intentional about it. And it was difficult when I first started off. But what I started off doing was having church at my house each day. So I, mm-hmm. I literally, just like how we do here at Believers, I would mm-hmm. listen to three songs. Yeah. I would <laughs> sing them out loud mm-hmm. as I'm reading the lyrics, as yeah. if I'm, I'm worshiping by myself. I would get into the Word. I know we kind of changed the format a little bit recently here. <laughs> yeah. I, I would do a, a personal devotion. God, please show me what you want to show me in your Word. Uh, I'm fully committed. I'm fully attentive. Separate myself from my cell mm-hmm. phone. And after that, it's so easy to pray. Yeah, It's so easy to pray after you spend a little time worshiping and reading God's Word. You have stuff to talk to him about, questions, 
But if you're just going, you know, you just got off work and you're sitting down thinking, I, I need to pray, but I don't know what to pray about. Have church at home. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not the first time that you've participated in the spirit. Think about what other people who are spirit filled around you do each day. Oh, and so for, for me, mm-hmm. maybe my plan will develop over time. But right now I got an alarm set at 1030 each morning, sing three songs. And after so I good. sing those songs, I read the word and then yeah. I pray to God. That's and good. it's maybe saying it like that sounds tedious, but we need to be more tedious as Christians. We need to be monotonous in following God's will because as Pastor Mark says all the time, the enemy's kingdom is not being lazy. No. We don't have time to be lazy. We do not. And the Bible says to meditate day and night. Amen. Meditate day and night on the word and get it in your hearts because even today, in today's world, you know, we can already see the truth being eroded. We can already see the truth and everything that we know and everything that everything is being challenged like we need the truth and the Amen. and a compass more than ever because the world is like you were saying Ryan the world is not slowing down the no. world is not afraid to twist god's word the word is not the world is not afraid to change things for their liking or for right. whatever suits their whatever desires like the world doesn't care about that so we as christians need to be the forefront of truth and the forefront of hey this is what the word says we're following it right Either come on, or but instead we have Christians who are arguing amongst themselves over what's true and what's not. <laughs> it's right. very frustrating. <laughs> I, I just think after you spend time in the Spirit, after church, your day is just better. Think about your Sunday evenings. You probably mm-hmm. love your Sunday evenings. You can do the same thing every day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I accidentally discovered it at a like a four a.m. worship service, and then my whole rest of my day, I was like, man, I just feel better. <laughs> yeah. It's, we need a reminder of God in, in this crazy time mm-hmm. when yes. you get started on how crazy it is but we need a daily reminder yes yeah, we do um, we do it's, it's why and the the bible says that it'll get smaller and smaller so i think that's what's Amen. happening is those who are true believers are starting to recognize this and starting to be more right you know what the word is outspoken <laughs> and standing up but you look at it and you're like man there's so few of us but mm-hmm. that's what's supposed to happen unfortunately but probably more than 120 though mm-hmm. that's true we we're starting well and they, <laughs> yes. and, they, and they did great things if yeah, it wasn't for did, them we they, wouldn't be here yeah right. they changed the world so it's it's incredible it should be encouraging yes but we definitely want to encourage you guys to read your bible every day amen um, get into the word it may not look the same for you as it does for ryan or for me or for you know like i have one child and i struggle so I can't imagine. <laughs> but like, it may not look the same for everybody, but find what works for you. Yes. Um, Pastor Mark says all the time that for him, it's cruising down I-20 that right. he has his time with God and then he has his time with prayer. Um, for me, it's in the mornings with my daughter. I make sure to have some worship music playing. I read my word real quick. We eat breakfast and then we, we continue on with our day. Um, it, it's different for everybody, but find a way to get into the word. Find a way to read the Bible. Even if it's this podcast where you just read and get immersed in the word, Whatever it has to be, just find a way to get into the Bible and find a way to get into your word because it's so powerful. It's so important. It's what you need. Yes. But Ryan, thank you yes. again for sitting with us. Thank we you. had an amazing time. <laughs> yeah, I me hope too. y'all enjoyed it. Um, we will definitely have Ryan back. He's an awesome guest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you for sitting with us. Um, Nessa, do you have anything you want to add? No, just thank you guys. And it's awesome. Yeah. Ryan especially, so... Thank you to the Believer's family for just listening to me. I love you all. You guys are great. I don't know what I would do without you. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we love you. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Um, We have new things coming up for you guys soon. Um, Just keep tuning in. And we will see you next week.